welcome back to Skates at the Stakes, episode 50, the Jesse Uensu episode. We're recording a few hours after the pretty tough Florida Panther loss. Lost both games this weekend. Florida sucks. We'll get into it. Ryan, how are you feeling? I know Twitter's all doom and gloom right now, but do we have any hope right now after this pretty rough weekend? Hey everyone, uh, excited to be on the pod today, watch both Islanders games this weekend, I watched probably five periods, but I'm going to listen to the third against Tampa on the radio, but uh, I didn't get the gist of it, uh, blackout restrictions in my new location are making me watch every game on my phone, so that's a lot of fun, <laughs> so um, it, it's a different kind of viewing experience than I'm used to, but yeah, now the Islanders dropped two games in Florida, two games that I think I said we must take two points out of the weekend. Real tough. Uh, we'll get into it. A lot of questions around Lane Lambert. A lot of questions around the forwards, the defensemen. Uh, goalie showed up. Uh, at least tonight, goalie showed up. Uh, we could talk about Sorokin a little bit against Tampa, but tons to talk about from the two games and um, maybe some reasons for optimism going forward. Uh, you know me. I'm not a pe- pessimistic person. I'm, I'm pretty optimistic with the Islanders. Uh, but thing, things are kind of looking bleak early. Uh, this this long schedule stretch of really good teams, playing the four teams in the East that all won the first round of playoffs, mm-hmm. back to back to back, uh, and the Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. So Jake uh, Jake nailed it. This is going to be a gauntlet, and this is going to show what the team's made of. But uh, without further further ado, I'll pass it over to Jacob. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, um, good. Missed the game today. So, can't really comment on what happened today, but obviously uh, the Tampa game and, you know, some mistakes uh, was tough, but, you know, we kind of kept it close. I think we played a lot better than some people were expecting. So, yeah, a lot of doom and gloom, a lot of, a lot of weirdos on Twitter right now. So, after we lose to the Rangers on Wednesday, do we become a Taylor Swift podcast, or what's our main theme going to be because the Islander season will be over, according to people on Twitter? We can we can become a Giants podcast. Bring back the big blue empire. Um, yeah, it. I'm not happy. I don't think anyone could be happy after losing two games. Yeah, no one, no night. one's happy. I mean, but I'm not. Except Steve. Steve. Steve's fucking. Oh, Steve's thrilled. fucking smiling and chopping. He's rooting on the Islanders' downfall. Uh, interesting choice, but hey, whatever it takes to be right, I guess. He might be on next episode. That'll be fun. We'll see. We might we might run a little old co-host. Stevie back on. Negotiations. In talks. But uh, it sucked. It really did suck. Don't get me wrong. But you have idiots on Twitter talking about our window closing. We're fucking six games into the season. Can we calm the fuck down a little bit? We have people on Twitter saying our window's closed because we've lost three in a row now. Is it three? We've three, we lost yeah. the Devils. Okay. That was a terrible, one of the worst performances I've seen as an Islander fan the last five years. Fair enough. You could say that. That's all right. The Tampa and Florida games, I don't really I don't really care what people are saying. I thought we played pretty well, in my opinion. Maybe I'm a little bit too optimistic. I thought we played very good in the third period of the Florida game in a back-to-back, nevertheless. And Florida's still a good team. Tampa, I think we played well, and we probably deserved at least one, if not two points in this two-game shitter. I don't think we looked as bad as everyone's saying we did. Yes, there's big holes with the team. Yes, I know Bovillia scored. He got strapped. Yes, I know Nelson still hasn't scored a goal in Brocktober yet. I get it. There's holes. There could be solutions. Guys should step up. We're six games into the fucking season. Calm down a little bit. I understand it's annoying to lose, but come on. 
it was six games into the year. Give it until a week after Gauntlet Week, and then we could fully assess what's going on. Give me a month to at least figure out who's going to be who this year, for now. Yeah, um, well, there is a lot of overreaction just for, you know, clicks and retweets, like with the three games. That part's frustrating. It's a long season. This is the hardest stretch of our schedule. Um, that being said, you know, we... It's, it is really hard to kind of dissect it because I'd like to say we played better than you. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so the Islanders uh, scratched Ross Johnson in exchange for uh, Anthony Beauvillier coming on lineup, which if, if you want to hold Bo accountable, you do that. You know, everyone everyone's fed up with Ross. We gave him a four-year contract to just do dick. Like, it's absurd. Uh, the one but thing... Sorry to cut you off. The one thing with the four-year contract, I do understand it, because if you want to waive him, no one's going to take that contract, so it's pretty safe to send him down. They haven't sent him down once during the contract, though, so what's the fucking point? He's useless. He's not a good hockey player. If you want to put him in the fourth line over Matt Martin, sure, but Martin's looked good this year. The fourth line's looked good. Every time Ross is on the ice, he's on the ice for ten minutes. Three of those minutes this game were in one fucking shift because they were hemmed in their own zone because he couldn't do fucking shit to help him get the fuck out of the zone. Every time he's on the ice, it felt like they were hemmed in and could do nothing. He's a waste of space, waste of cap, cap, sorry. It's just, what's the point? I understand trying to play him if we're going to put him in a fourth-line role instead of Martin, if Martin's looking bad. But the fourth line, like I said, is looking good. Playing him on the third line over Sashnikov, who absolutely deserved to be out of the lineup after that feeble, feeble, feeble play at the end of the second period of last game. Play fucking Bellows. You're paying him all that money to do fucking jack shit. There's no point. You could have got other guys to play that role. I understand. With Bowen in, every there's really no hole unless you want to scratch Bailey. I get that, but come on. If you're paying these guys, play them like they're supposed to be used. Not putting Ross Johnson in the third line. That's a Barry Trotz move by Lane, and that was not good. He's a very new head coach. I get that. He'll learn. He'll live. He needs to grow, and that's what, you know, that's what time will do. But it sucks that he played today, and that was a bad move by Lane. Yeah, and um, I know I don't want to, you know, you're coaching against the 31 other coaches in the league, but Paul Maurice has experience. He's been there before. John Cooper, you know, one of the best coaches in the league. They just kind of coached circles out around Lane Lambert this weekend, which he wasn't, ex- I mean, we I guess we probably overhyped it in our head, like, hey, he's going to come in and be excellent right away, but there still is a learning curve to this, and uh, it's early yet, but he's going through, again, the gauntlet of Cooper, Brindamore, or Bednar, a lot, a lot of guys who've coached a lot of games, and uh, he he seems a little flustered back there at times, which I, I don't want to overreact because you know it's it's a dangerous game when you're assessing body language and stuff. But he he seems to be frustrated, you know. How can you not be frustrated? The Islanders, I don't want to make excuses. They've been pretty fucking unlucky with with some of these bounces we've got. The first goal today was dog shit by Barlamo, but he bounced back. The second one was just a really bad bounce. Goes off Noah Dobson's throat. He's on the floor dying. Refs don't want to blow the call, which is, it's, they have the right to not blow it. E2 Luskarainen gets an open shot. Barzal maybe could have back-checked more, but that's just unlucky, man. I don't even remember the third goal at this point. Oh, Lombard, which weird bounce off Aho, and they get he gets open and scores it. They haven't gotten the puck luck, which, I mean, 
it is a lucky sport, but you still need to be working harder. And they were definitely outworking the Tampa game. I don't know. With Lane, I'm not... I know people are like, oh, woo out, Lane out. Let's settle down a little bit. Lane's still learning. I like how he's not afraid to bench guys. He's scratching Bailey, scratching Beauvillier six games into the year, which is really ballsy, but I like that from him. Wake him up, show him that they don't have a guaranteed spot on this team, and they might not have a guaranteed spot in the future. There could be a trade eventually. I don't think Lou makes a panic deal, but who knows? Yeah, but the thing about scratching guys, which, you know, I'm, I'm happy to hold guys accountable and scratch them, but it's still early in the season, and now it's starting to feel like a continuation of last one where we're punishing Bailey and Bo for not being good the past 88 games instead of the past six games. Um, the constant, just we can't get any lines like that are just consistent every shift. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch this one will know who his two linemates are going to be, which maybe there's a surprise element to that. Maybe both chemistry is sustainable. Like, the deep pairings, there was a point tonight during that third goal where it was Dobson and Aho. Like, that should never be apparent. Yeah, That's no. An awful I mean, this is what I said the last podcast. I don't like the line blending crap already. That was my other. No, complaint. you were right. I, I think I could take that back. You you were a hundred percent spot on. Yeah. There. It, it's Capuano esque. I mean, it's panic move esque. I'm. I get what he's trying to do. Like I get the other point that you made also. Like see what we have with that cooking. You cannot play Sebastian Aho. Period. But you can't play him next to Noah Dobson. It just doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. Sebastian Ajo is a feeble hockey player, and I. they better bring up Salo because he was just really bad tonight. Defensively, he couldn't do anything. He got walked. He got worked. He made a few okay plays at times, but offensively, on the power play, where he's supposed to be good at, dead. He looks bad, but, like, the other thing is, why is he on power play, too? Over a yeah. guy like Ryan yep. Pula. Yep. Over Pula, yep. who was on our power play one throughout the playoff runs. He got four minutes of uh, power boy time. Pulak got none. Even Romanov got 30 seconds. Yeah. So, it's it's frustrating. I mean, Romanov, I'm starting to see a lot of shit come his way. He's playing perfectly fine. I don't know why they just like, put him with Thompson full time. But it's just constantly moving. It's Pulak, Romanov. It's Pelic, Dobson. It's, yeah, it's just like a ton of different looks, and no one really like feels like they're getting that chemistry. Which I, I get putting the lines in the blender, but it's it's still like this would be a good time to get that team chemistry so that when we do play some of the worst teams, we know what we're doing out there. That's my two cents. I'm still a lane guy. I still believe in him, and I like what he's doing and pushing the youth and everything. But, you know, what, what's to say that now Wallstrom's gone two games without a goal? Why don't they bench him? Like, we, we really, you know, there's no standards yet. Well, they might. They might. I mean, and KP has been Paul Mary. He's been stinking up the joint. Like, it, it's been really bad. Tonight was especially bad. I, I know he's going to miss the goals and whatever. But at a point, you need to kind of cap off the play. Lee Lee had a really good game tonight. Yep. A couple, couple really easy tap-ins for Palmieri that if he had any kind of touch of he, he just couldn't get over the yard line. I thought this was by far Lee's best game tonight against Florida. I thought he looked incredible. I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to say that. I thought Nelson's best game again was tonight. He looked very good. The Lee Nelson bars all line. The one thing that's the one good thing that came out of this whole uh, line blending crap. That one looked pretty good when they when they did put it together. I didn't mind that at all. The other thing I didn't mind was him 
overplaying Matthew Barzal, something we haven't seen Trotz do as much as he probably should have. He had Barzal out there with multiple guys for multiple minutes at shifts per time, which I really liked. You're getting Barzal out there. So I get that's also kind of line blending, but double shifting Barzal at times when he's looking good, which he did look good tonight, he was shooting the puck. I don't hate that at all when you need a goal. He's going to be one of the only guys that can create on this team because, like we said, the wing has been very feeble. Back, back, back to a point you made a few minutes ago with Josh Bailey. I generally don't think he's getting scratched for what he was doing last year. I think this year he's done absolutely nothing at all. Like, yes, he hasn't been terrible compared like he was last season. He's just been a zero, which isn't, for his standards, isn't bad. But for a guy we're paying over $5 million for, you need more from, from one of your better, quote-unquote, wingers. They aren't passing to each other. They're not sending it tape to tape. They're just kind of throwing it across the ice, hoping someone's there, throwing it down the ice into the zone. The power play looks coherent. They're finding each other's stick tape, but like they're just kind of throwing it in the general vicinity, and Bailey's definitely guilty of doing that, um, as is most of the lineup right now. It's it's really frustrating that they can't complete like simple passes, but and they're also just not taking guys on. There were three instances tonight where we drew penalties because they went out the poor defenseman of the Florida Panthers, and they were able to draw something. Yeah. Uh, Jake? Yeah, obviously, like I said, can't comment on today's game, but, I mean, one thing that I absolutely want to get across is the the line switching constantly in game six is just, it's it's got to stop. And, you know, it, it, number one, Guys can't get chemistry if they're playing with someone, someone new every, every shift, every game. Number two, it comes off as a panic move, just switching things until it works for one game. Um, I think the Ross, you know, everyone knows my thoughts on Ross Johnson. It's it's silly to to oh oh he there's to be physical with Matthews to Chuck like you have like I'm not saying Kiefer Bells is physical, but like Kiefer Kiefer Bells has size. You can do that with him, and he hasn't. At least an ounce of skill. Ross doesn't have skill. Why be paying a guy? And I know Ryan said this, but why be paying a guy one point two million dollars to sit in the press box? It's just silly. Like you, you gave him the money, you might as well just use him. He he, he can fit in the fourth line, he can fit in the third line. Um, that that's what he's here for. Ross, like Ross Johnson playing today, but it was stupid. Um, so yeah, just just off the bat, they got to stop with the with the switching of the lines every time. Like it's. Guys, like, I like the lines from opening that. I like that. Guys got to get chemistry with each other. You know, keep it. Getting rid of Sal was stupid. Like, Sebastian Ajo is 28 now. We know what Sebastian Ajo is. He was bad under trots. He was bad under the previous regime before that. He's bad now. It doesn't matter. Stop playing him. I think you're severely overrating how old Sebastian Ajo is. I think he's 23, right? No, he's, like, at least... Sebastian Ajo, I can, I can bet you a million dollars Sebastian Ajo is not, is not 23. Sebastian Ajo is 26, you're right, AJ. He's not 28. I thought he was 24. When's his birthday? He's not 23. When's his birthday? Next February. February. Oh, shit. So he is pretty old. It's time to go. Sebastian Ajo, he stinks. Free my boy. It's also not a good person. He hasn't, well, yeah, he hasn't been terrible. Like, he wasn't terrible until the third goal. Tonight, like he he played better than he did, but that okay. should have. Like, Paolo shouldn't have got cut. Like 
why did we overreact so much to that Devils loss? Like, I, I went back, I watched the tape. It was it was a bad loss, but it's not like we need to overthrow our lineup and our plan. Like, we went through camp with a plan of how everything was going to look. And, again, tinkering. Tinkering's fine. Tinkering's good. But, like, overthrowing the initial plan is just wild. Well, it's they did look bad. Uh, they literally had one shot in the first period, and they just couldn't handle the speed at all. Which I thought was a good counter move for bringing Nikita Sashnikov, but he has uh, very low hockey IQ apparently, and that's probably why he's playing in Russia. There's four seconds left in the play in the Tampa game, and he's trolling in the middle of the ice, turns it over, and Tampa scores off it. Just a silly mistake when you all all you have to do is just dump the puck out, and the period's over, and it's fine. You're down three two instead of going down four two, and that being the sealer. One guy I think we do need to give praise to over these two games is Ryan Pulak. He was very good in both games, scored a very big goal in the Tampa game. Meant nothing, but he's been playing very good, and he really doesn't get the appreciation he deserves at times. I know we all love Pelic and we love Dobson, but sometimes people forget about showing Ryan Pulak some love, too. Yeah, that was a nice goal yesterday, getting in a nice shot. Um, he, he's got to be in the power play. The fact that he's gotten no minutes of power play time in the past two games is a little concerning. Uh, he does, but he also doesn't. If you if you have Sal in there over him, and they want him to play the yes, next role, but I'm fine with that. I'm not putting I'm not putting Sebastian Aho, Aho and Alexander Romanov over Brian Pulak in the power play. I agree, and also, I know we talked about Romanov a little bit before. I thought he was very good in tonight's game. I thought he was very good blocking shots, clearing the crease, did his job. I love how how he goes after Matsukchuk also. No complaints from from Romanov for me from the day. Thought he was great. Yeah. Yeah. No, Romanov was good the weekend. Um, good penalty killer. Like, we, he's doing what we brought him in to do. Yeah. Averaging about 21 minutes a game, too. So, he knows yeah. those minutes as well. To go into the individual breakdowns, kind of, the, of the games, like... The Florida game, we got a lot of offense going, but we didn't take enough shots on uh, Brian Elliott, who's just kind of not a good goalie at this point in his career, even though we probably looked past him a little bit. Uh, listening back to our last podcast, you know, he put in a good shift, and they were coming off a of back-to-back. They looked sluggish at times, but they were still Tampa. We dominated on shots, but it really mostly came at the end of the game. The... Tough performances. No, sorry, sorry. Oh, no, well, you're good. Go ahead. Uh, the thing with the Tampa game, in my opinion, like I said before, Tampa just wanted it more than us. You saw how they were back-checking and playing defensively. They were giving us nothing easily like they always do, but it felt like they were playing even harder knowing they had Brian Elliott in goal rather than Andre Vasilevsky, and you got to tip your cap to them. They just played a really good hockey game. They didn't outplay us by any means, but they played harder and they worked harder, and that's what they won. It happens sometimes like that. Yeah, they get some fluky bullshit goals, that's what happens when you're a good player. You get lucky sometimes. Braden Point owns us. The Nick Pogel, terrible by Sochnikov. You can't shoot yourself in the foot. The Mayfield, Mayfield losing a puck bat, board battle, I forget who. I don't know. They've been very weak on the puck this year. That's one thing I've noticed. Like Even the defensemen, with the, the uh, forechecking we mentioned before, when they're dumping it in, we're not winning the battle, so why do we keep doing that? we got to be stronger on the puck, or change that style of hockey that we don't play anymore. I don't mind changing the style, but you can't constantly dump the puck in if we're not going to get it back. And defensively, you got to start winning these board battles. You can't always be losing these board battles and getting flustered every other shift. But it'll come. I'm not too worried. It's only six games, like I said. I'm not going to panic yet. 
Yeah. I mean, again, it's not panic time, but, you know, I'm, I'm still going to wait till there's like a 10 game sample size to make any like definitive statements um, or look at like point percentage or anything because it's not going to be one for way too early to look if we're at a 55 point pace or something. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to claw their way out of it. They're, they're still a scrappy bunch. I still think a lot of players are underperforming what they're doing out there. Like, I said the Kyle Palmieri expected goals thing, but, like, obviously, Pajot's playing pretty good hockey. Yeah, I, yeah, with Pajot, it's weird. I'm a big Pajot guy. I appreciate his two-way game. Then I go on Twitter, people like, oh, he doesn't score, he sucks, he sucks. I'm like, I saw someone mention his turnovers today. I Are we really going to harp on turnovers here? I get it. Like, you don't want to turn the puck over. But how many turnovers is he creating on the back end where he's looking really good? His speed's underrated. He had that good breakaway chance. I know he didn't score on it, but his speed created that chance. He's still a good hockey player. I'm not counting him out by any means. Yes, the contract isn't pretty, but whose contract is pretty at this point? He's still a very good player. And he's a very good penalty killer on... Right now, the best penalty kill in hockey, if I had to guess. But again, if we're going to embrace like more of a chaos hockey style, which is something Pajot was good at in Ottawa, we can't be doing the dump and chase thing. Yeah. Like, we have to complete passes if we want to score more. Like, that just kind of has to be the team philosophy there. Um, and we're still playing the same. We're playing less defense than we did under Trotz, and we're playing a better power play and everything. But or not better power play because last year we were insane. But like we're, we're playing a little better offensively. But just five v five, we're getting we're not getting caved in with shots. But there are times where it's getting held in our zone for two or three minutes at a time, and then we get into the offensive zone and can't complete a pass, and then it's right back in our own end, and we didn't even get changed. Like I think, I think the. For first goal tonight or second? Oh no, the second goal came right off a line change, and the first goal came off just not being ready for the game. That was that was fucking garbage. Well, uh, yeah, um, that came off a line change after a penalty kill, though. To be fair for the yeah, but no, I agree with you. Um, I I want chaotic hockey. I'm fine with that. I don't get why we can't complete passes. I hundred percent agree with that too. Like Pajot or Palmer are next to Lee. They can't complete a simple pass. I, they're just slow hockey players. And I'm trying to be mean or disrespectful. Everything about the way they process things has been slow this year. They take their time. They're not looking to... They don't have that killer instinct in them like other teams do. Yes, Barzal's fast. Yes, Pajot's fast. Dobson's fast. is fast. Other than that, they're pretty slow guys. They're not really burning anyone by, and they're taking their time to try to make these plays that we're allowing defenses to get set and react, which that's not a good thing. You need a little bit more oomph and killer instinct, like guys like Braden Point and other guys, you know, can do. We don't have that skill or that speed. No, so. and, you know, it's it's something like if Brock isn't giving us a goal every, you know, 30 minutes of ice time, that this team is going to suffer. Like, that's, that's kind of where we're at right now, because uh, Barzal's, you know, $9 million man now. He kind of has to... I, I know he's point per game. This could wind up being the best season of his career points-wise. But unless he's, like, playing that... Like, we know he's capable of doing... Like, I, I hate the comp, but, you know, like, McDavid shit. Like, going into the zone, head down, or head up. Like, going into the zone, cutting across the crease, like, doing cross-crease passes, beating defensemen on the rush. We know he's capable of that, but he still just dump and chase, ticky-tack a little pass to Josh Bailey or Zach Parise. Like, 
he has to like become the guy, you know, and and that's the thing. Brock is Brock can be the guy when he wants to be. Like we saw that last year, Brock was the guy, but we kind of just need someone to step up and be the guy and create the offense so that the guys like Lee or Paul Mary or even Wallstrom can have a little bit of an easier time just having the puck find them instead of having to find the puck all the time. With Barzal, I've always been a big proponent on this idea that there's only four or five guys in the league. Uh, we'll say four that have that speed and skill to drive the puck from their own zone and do Connor McDavid like things. Not as good as him, but you know what I mean with the way that they could train, train wreck their way. Maybe train wreck's not the right word, but act like a bullet train and just dominate and create all by themselves. McDavid, McKinnon, Barzal, and Larkin has a speed. I don't think he has as good of hands. But he's a very good player, and he has that speed to do it. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And it's it's kind of like, how do we activate Barzal, which is kind of the question we had under thoughts. We thought Lambert would be able to do it. But it's a team philosophy change, and that's not going to implement, or, you know, it's not going to work itself in six games. But how do we unteach some of these bad habits that got developed under Barry Trotz, you know? that's That's kind of a big point to make right now. Because we were a dump and chase team for three years, and now we want to play with, like, skating into the zone, obviously, and creating zone entries and zone exits. And Barzal's incredible at each of those things. Like, all of his underlines, like, there's a great article by um, Corey, Corey S. He's a Canes writer, but he did a whole breakdown this summer about how good Matt Barzal is and how the Islanders under underutilized him under trials by microstatistics. But he's just, like, an incredible one-of-one kind of player in this league. But he will, you know, enter the zone and then throw it right across the zone to Josh Bailey or Zach Parise. And I think Barzal and Parise might need to be separated because Barzal fucking loves passing to Zach Parise. <laughs> like, it, it's it's such, like, a default option for him. Like, there was a bad moment in the Tampa game where he had a 2-1-1. The goalie was, like, looking at Barzal, but the defenseman was pivoting to Parise and Barzal tries to slide it across. And, you know, he just, he should have shot it, but he did the Matt Barzal thing of being unselfish, but unselfish to a fault. And then, you know, it kind of went from there. Uh, it's tough, you know? Yep, I agree. Uh, Barzal did shoot the puck more tonight, and we scored twice when he shot the puck. He, he's a weird case. He might honestly be like Joe Thornton, where he's just a lot more comfortable passing the puck and just won't shoot the puck. Joe Thornton's going to have a Hall of Fame career because of that. Now, is, am I saying Barzal could be Joe Thornton? No. Oh my god, this might be Aaron Judge's last at bat as a Yankee. That's scary to think about. Sorry. But, um, with Barzal, you might not be able to break the passing habit out. I know in practice the other day, John, uh, assistant coach John McLean, I believe, former devil, was yelling at him. He's like, shoot the fucking puck. And then he did, and he's like, and then Barzal said something back to him. Not in a mean way, but he's right. Shoot the fucking puck, Matt, and the good things will happen. You gotta learn it one way or another. How many years have you been in the league now? It's year yep. six. I'm not saying that I'm smarter than Matthew Barzal by any means. But look what happened today. He shot the puck. We got rebound. Rather than passing it, having guys, having to hope that pass gets around guys to have that guy take a shot. Shoot the fucking puck when you have a good angle. That's all I ask for. He's a very good player. I love him. He looked very good tonight, and he looked good yesterday. He looked better yesterday compared to the other game. I'm not doubting anything he could do. He's very great. But shoot the puck. Yeah, it's shoot the puck, but also, like, 
you know, just don't dump and chase, take players on, you know, you're, he's better than half, he's better than every single player Florida ice tonight on defense. Like, I don't even want to read that lineup because it's comedy, but their best defenseman was Brendan Montour, who I don't even rate. Like, I don't think he's very good. Mark Stahl, guys of that nature. And he could just, you know, skate past them, create space. And he did a couple times. He went right down the middle of the ice, but like, there's still so much like just dumping it down the boards. So many wasted possessions where, you know, we do have, I like I, the, the big argument, I guess this is kind of a point to get to is where do you feel about the talent right now? Because there's people now pretending we're the least talented team in the league. That's not true. Um, people are watching these two games and focusing in on our guys where we're getting beat by like the Ryan Lombards of the world. Uh, and who had the second goal tonight? It was, it was some. It's Brown. to, uh, it's to left the right. Yeah. He's, he's a okay. Fine, he's, a fine <laughs> he's, he's fine. He's fine. No, he's fine. But like you know, it's not. Um... It's not. You're right. Ryan Lomberg's a good fourth liner. I'll give him that. But like, it's not like Ryan Lomberg's scoring a hat trick on you. You know, I do think there is a gap between skill from us and other teams. I don't think it's that far where it could be this bad as people think it is. We're just not producing right now. Guys like Palmieri and Bailey have been quiet, so obviously you're going to hear the boo birds and the complaints out. Now, there's been some rumors I know we're eventually going to get into. Uh, one being Vancouver and their struggles. They scratched a guy like Connor Garland, who I've praised many times on this podcast before. The things I would do to get Connor Garland in the New York Islander jersey would be a lot. I love the guy. I think he could be a great fit alongside Barzal. He has... Quick enough speed and a good enough hockey IQ offensively to be a good point getter in the league. Like he's been the last four or five years he's been in the league with Arizona and Vancouver. Apparently he's not fitting in Bruce Boudreaux's plans. I believe Darren Drager said that. But I find it a lot more likely that they would rather get rid of Bruce Boudreaux, who's been struggling there, their head coach if you didn't know, rather than trading a player. It's a lot more common in the league. But we'll see about that. If Garland's available, you get him. Obviously, it's another contract, so you have to get rid of a guy. You can get rid of a guy like Paul Mary, obviously. Bailey, obviously. Bo, we could talk about. But if you can get Garland, I would love that for the Islanders. But it's not going to happen just yet. Unless Vancouver's panicking that bad, which they aren't. Yeah, so there were conversations between Lou and the Vancouver Canucks over the summer. We know it didn't happen, but... At this point, like, if we don't feel 100% confident about us going forward as a team, let's just make sure we're holding on to our assets a little tighter. Like, I don't want to make a panic trade because, like, now I, I don't like the words retool, and I don't think Lou would be the one to be in charge of a retool if it were to happen. But um, just kind of, you know, figuring out what our next steps are. I, I really think Bridgeport's been looking good. Ratu and Dufour are kind of the future at this point. Um, that might be crazy because they might both be like second or third liners, but I, but I like both of the prospects a lot. You know, maybe like a Holmstrom or something can go now, but like I, I don't think we'd be really active in the November trade market. Um, we don't really have waiver claim room and stuff like that. Like we're kind of stuck with this roster, and I think the first instinct should obviously be try to make this work at all costs. Yeah, uh, the one thing with Lou not making panic moves or wanting to retool, you gotta possibly think about Chris, his son, who was the GM of the Bridgeport Islanders, 
he's probably taking over next, so he wouldn't do anything that he wouldn't want fit for his kid. So I don't see him like, oh, let's say trading, uh, f- trading our first round pick for a player that might, might help push us to the playoffs. I don't see him doing that unless it's a guaranteed lock. You know, we'll see. I don't think we make a panic move, but if you can acquire a good hockey player before November, not before November, sorry, before Thanksgiving, you might have to do it. I don't see it happening, though. I don't see teams getting that desperate this early into the year. And like you said, hold on to your assets. If we can make a trade, if we're not going to be in at the deadline, fucking tank for Bedard at that point. No one would complain about going after a generational talent. You can get him. You can try to get Adam Fantanelli. Will we be that bad? Probably not because it's Sorokin and Dobson and Barzal. We still have really good talent. Lottery ball luck. I don't know. Yeah, and again, like, we're going to play some really bad teams, and we're going to come on top of them. So, like, we're still on pace, like, I think mentally. Like, we're, we we look like an 80-point team, maybe not the 90-point or mid-90-point team I thought we were going to be, but... It's just, it's tough, like, kind of, and also the people online all think they're smarter than Lou and smarter than Lane, like, you don't have the hockey experience, you just want to feel like you're smarter than someone, it's really frustrating, not not naming names or anything, because everyone's frustrated right now, but, like, you, you shouldn't be saying, like, take this guy's job away from him, or, oh, this guy's sixth day on the job, I already know he's incompetent, like, they're getting there, they're, like, Lou obviously is there, but Lane's getting there as a head coach, it's his first time behind the bench, whole new staff and everything. Um, the big point we kind of talked about a couple times in the summer, guys aren't going to forget how to uh, defend and play goalie without Barry Trotz. Where are you guys on Sorokin? Are you worried at all, or are you... No, no, I'm sorry. Um, I wouldn't say worried. Maybe a little bit unpleased. I don't want to, like, he's really good. Don't get me wrong. Maybe I was expecting a little bit more out of him early on. That's maybe it. I'm not, I'm not upset with him. I'm, I know he could be doing better. He hasn't really made a, oh my god, Ilya Sorokin save yet, but it'll come. We're six, in, six games into the year. Sorry. I'm not worried about Ilya Sorokin at all. Would I want him to make some bigger saves and be a top three goalie in the league? Yeah. He's probably playing more of a top seven to eight right now, but he's still incredibly good. We know how good he is. I'm not worried. We'll see what happens. It's game six. I'm not going to freak out yet. Yeah, we're not worried. I mean, again, I thought Zerokin would be carrying a lot more than he did, or he has been. Um, just tra- full transparency. So I'm not disappointed, but like I think I kind of built something up in my head. that You know, he, 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 I'm not going to say the obvious comparison, but he's not stealing games right now. Like, he's just kind of, you know, playing really good goaltender behind a pretty good defense. But that game against Tampa, if he had limited... Like, if we could steal a game, that that would be huge right now. Like, you know, just get a great goaltending performance. And Barlamov tried tonight, but two of them were just bony, weird goals. If we could get that on one of the next two or three games against the Rangers, Colorado, or Carolina, just where one of the goalie comes, or goalies come out and say, this is my night, like, kind of like how he, or Ilya was against the Rangers back in March he made like 40 stops or just something like that I, I know the islanders are blowing out the uh the game at ubs against the rangers this week they're uh where is that ubs not the msg oh it's an msg is it aj you're gone no it's at ubs oh it's at ubs 
Ownus.com said it was an MSJ. I literally had to yeah, look into it. It was UBS. That's my apologies. Podvin, Podvin said tonight he's going to that game and they're bringing back a bunch of the older Islanders. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but the the overreactions of Wayne Lambert right now are, are just ridiculous. Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't look confident when he's at his press conferences. Like, what do you like? You're just grasping right now. No, and I think that's really dangerous to do. It's just a bad look on the fan base to even, you know. I think it's fair to question things. I feel like we do have a decently smart fan base for some of the people that make points and opinions. I try not to think I'm smarter than Lugu Amarillo or Lane Lambert, who have coached and been in the game much longer than I have and experienced a lot more. You know, I'm, the big thing is if you ask people how to break down things, that's when you get them all staggery and fully, but if some of them can, hey, fair enough. I might be an assistant coach for a deck hockey team one day. Sign me up, Lou, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't like to try to act smarter than the guys who are getting paid to do it because they're getting paid to do it for a reason. But I think questioning them is definitely fair and a reasonable thing to do. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you there. Um, I, I really, like, it, it is a lot of overreacting. I still want to give Lane, like, a fair shake, but he's never going to get that because of how the very process it went. But, like, he hasn't been dropping bad quotes. Like, everything he's saying still makes sense to me, which either means I'm, like, completely Islander-pilled or, or something's wrong with me because everything Lane's saying makes sense. Like, it did make sense to put Ross in to counter to Chuck, like, for what it's worth. It's just Ross sucks and then Ben's are right there to fill that role. But, like, if that's what you want to do, just don't pull Bo out of the lineup. Pull Sashnikov and just have that be a one-for-one replacement. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not too panicked here. It kind of is what it is. We knew this week. I'm just. We knew this week was gonna be tough. What do you guys think for the Rangers game at home, Carolina on the road, and Colorado at home? What What's a reasonable expectation for points there? I think zero. No, my chance to move I think they no. I think they'll be. Uh, I think they'll beat the Rangers on Wednesday. I think they always play the Rangers well since that one game, Bridgeport game that I was at. Um, so I think they'll win that. But I mean, Carolina and Colorado are, are going to win at home. So you know, but again, like three and six is better than two and seven. Obviously, it sucks, but it's it, it's a tough week. Like like. It sucks. Like that. That devil's all sucks. Cause now you now you you're like again like like I said going into the three one would look a lot better. But that just kind of started the whole whirlwind, this whole water breakdown. So yeah, I'd say um, actually AJ, you go first. What what are you expecting here? I mean, if you lose against the Rangers, I think it's gonna be absolutely banana lands, crazy on Twitter. I think we could beat the Rangers, though. I think we lose to Carolina because we're on the road for that game, I believe. And we're going to lose to Colorado in overtime. So I think we'll go 1-1-1. One, one, one. And that's fine. If you do that, you can't really complain too much. But just beat the fucking Rangers, man. I don't want to hear them 
They're not looking that good either. They lost three. I'm pretty sure they lost three in a row now too. Yeah, it was a lot, but like they they have not. Like they lost to the Sharks last week, they, and you know I haven't watched the games because I'm you know not a loser. But I see on Twitter everyone's blaming like just bad defensive lapses by them. They have their offense, but like they just they're not playing well defensively. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say AJ, you you kind of took the words right out of my mouth there. Um, I'd like you know obviously beat the Rangers and then hope a goalie can steal at least a point, maybe two. On the weekend, but um, same exact expectation on one and one. And it's fair. Very. Um. Yeah, it's just not a fun time right now. No, I'm not having fun. Are you having fun? A lot of weirdos out there. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of yelly people. A lot of, uh, I'm seeing a lot of troll accounts now in my mentions that are uh, actually Rangers fans pretending to be Islanders fans. And, oh my and god! And a point where I'm just like, please, just turn off, turn off, like just stop, like leave, leave it alone. Like you're obviously not trying to watch the team for constructive reasons. You just want to hate on the team when you're watching. Hold on, that speaking of Ranger fans, that laugh for MVP guy who tweeted the thing. Of us winning the lottery getting Connor Bernard saying, please, are you stupid? I would literally be, I'm on my hands and knees for Connor Bernard. <laughs> like, that, like, like, why, why, like, we're not you guys, but like, if we can get the first overall pick, that guy's going to be pretty good. Like, it's Connor Bernard. Like, why, I mean, that, and that guy is in every Islanders reply. That guy is just a weirdo. Ranger but, like, what an idiotic take. That's the thing. I had that guy muted, but sometimes I see his tweets because of Vin. Yeah, exactly. Fucking Vin. Loser. Um, no, I don't get it. Like, when they were fucking terrible for the two years, oh man, what a bad two years they had. The letter. The letter. Uh, you know, it's just annoying. They have a bigger fan base, so they're going to have more opportunities, have more trolls, and annoying weirdo losers. Us, we don't do that, and we don't have as big a fan base. We do have our own uh, interesting characters, but we won't get into that. But, yeah, they're fucking losers. It's Ranger fans. What do we expect at the end of the day? Yeah. I hope we win. Ranger really? fans are always better. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Deadass. Deadass. V. Uh, can't believe fucking Aaron Judge might be gone now. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll do our questions first, and then maybe we could talk some uh, Yankees beast lore. Um, one thing before the questions, let, let's round of applause to the Bridgeport Islanders for being 4-1. Yeah. Uh, you take that away, I'm taking a nap. <laughs> Wagon. Well, Russell Nishikov leading in points, six points in five games. Um, I never stole my stock. Yeah, we got our, we got our Ishikov cards. Um, Sam Bold, like five points in five games after having a terrible year last year. Holmstrom's got three and five. Uh, Dufour's got two goals in five games. Rots were only the one assist that he had in overtime. And Skarek's playing well. But, you know, hey, at least this one island is just doing well, you know? I guess. Yeah, I mean, you can't complain, but I don't know. We, we won the uh, Tanner Fritz revenge game. The fifth revenge game? The Tanner Fritz revenge game. We did. We're massive in the port. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah Q- questions you want to emergency Q and A. 
um, emergency. So a little light on the questions tonight. We only did this right after the game and only had an hour or two to do it. But uh, Jake, pop them off. Yeah, um, the first question, well, I got two qu- two private questions from Kate. I think her name is at Crazy K9 Lady. Um, the question is, um, if they do blow it, if an eventual rebuild or blow it up happens, is Walsham untouchable in your eyes? Damn good question. I say yes. Um, if the goal is to rebuild or retool, um, I think Wallstrom has to be a part of that future unless we're making a direct win right now upgrade, which in the case we're rebuilding or retooling, he wouldn't be. But, uh, yeah, I think Wallstrom is a part of the solution to the problem if things go south this season. It depends for yeah, me. True. If you could put him in a package to get something better, sure. Depends what that piece is. I still don't think he's a for sure thing. I think he has the potential to be a very good NHL player, but will he hit that potential? Will he hit that consistency? I don't know. Like, he wasn't great the last two games. He wasn't bad, but he was pretty quiet. I love how he shoots the puck. That's one big thing with him that I always love, no matter what, on the power play. He wants the puck, he wants to shoot the puck, and he'll shoot the puck. He's consistent with that, and I like that about his game. But if you could put him in a deal to get a, a very good NHL player back, I don't know who, not Connor Garland, before anyone asks me that. Some, it has to be a worthwhile NHL caliber, very good player, very good caliber player. So I'd say he is tradable, depending the price, but I would like to keep him. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, agree. yeah. Again, but like the goal is, if we're retooling or rebuilding, the goal would be to get younger. And um, so yeah, I mean, you know, you see a Wallstrom as the solution to the problem, and it's it's gonna be hard to like trade for a guy younger than him unless it's in the prospect. But uh, I think if we are retooling or anything, he would be a part of the solution rather than part of the problem. And if you trade him for a guy who's like slightly older than, like let's say Connor. Uh, by the time we're competing again, Connor Garland might be like 30, and then we're back in the same solution or same spot we're in right now where our talent's a little bit on the older side. Yeah, I I would I would not touch Washroom. I mean, because right now he's the only guy until Dufour comes up that has an ounce of a shot. Um, so I would consider him untouchable. I think he's insanely talented. I just think, you know, he needs to be utilized correctly. He needs to get ice time consistently. Um, and I think he's going to be a great player for us for a long time. So, personally, I wouldn't want to trade him. But, you know, depending on the player, I wouldn't hate it. But I'm going to win towards not trading him. Kate also asked how my cat is. He's good. Um, Ian asked, um, do you know a good void screening tip? Maybe a, a I well? A, I don't know. I got nothing for you, pal. Yeah, I don't I do not do uh, much screaming. You know, I might uh, <laughs> sing a little sad song in the shower or something if I'm really feeling myself or hum along to a tune, but uh, not really a big, like, screamer. But I, I get your point here. Obvious frustration. Like, you, you are a big uh, proponent of this team isn't going to have enough offensively. And thus far, you know, they're still putting up two or three goals every game, so I don't think the offense is a major issue, and they were playing the way you wanted to, or they were shooting the puck a ton at the beginning of the year, but the defensemen were getting involved on the rush at the beginning of the year, but 
it, it still might not like it. it as of right now against really good teams it isn't enough yeah just just let it all out uh and the last question from everyone's favorite positive guy steve steve like we said before you might just need a former co-host to be a special guest on the next one uh we will we will contact your agent we we are very open to getting you on um you know you love how the islanders are playing right now so we'd love to talk about it with you the king of negativity negativity some are saying some are saying the British Frank Frank Fleming. No, because Frank still wants him to win. I don't. I really don't know if Steve wants him to win or not. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, my one question for my cousin was: Obviously, it's been a rough start to the Lanes. Are Are you guys worried yet? And we kind of covered that already, saying no. I'm not worried. Are you guys worried yet? Not at all. People compare nope. again. People people compare him to Doug Waite. Just needs to touch grass. Six games. Yeah. No. Again, very short. Like, don't give Lane give Lane a longer leash. That that's kind of my point on this. Like, you have to draw him for a reason. I don't hate the idea of getting younger talent back, similar to what Ottawa did with Eric Carlson. The thing is, we don't have an Eric Carlson to trade. We're not getting a Josh yeah. Norris coming down these halls anytime soon yeah that's the thing too i mean we could stock like all of our guys are kind of locked up at this point like we could yeah. trade someone but we don't have a guy like barzal would have been that trade that would have been like Bar- well that's the exact situation where carlton was coming off his els or his rfa, RFA years mm-hmm. and ottawa traded him a year ahead to get out of that or Situation's a little different. I think Carlson was about to become a UFA, so they traded him. Yeah. But all of our guys, like, that would have been, like, a Ryan Pulak trade or an Adam Pellick trade, but we not locked even. them up for a very long time. Not yeah. even, no, not even obviously. At that level. Eric Carlson no, not was at that level. so good, man. Bars all anything, but, yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, Pulak and Pellick also have to be a little better, but that's kind of just the whole team not having to be better. I think Pellick um, does. I think Pulak's been fine, though. He hasn't. I think the last two games have been yeah. better, at least. Yeah, they're okay. just a package deal. Oh, it's been a little shaky. Um, I know they, yeah, but, um, yes, sir, they went Romano, Pulak, and Pilot Dobson, which I know Ian wants as the future pairs. You know, I like them both, but, I mean, Pilot Pulak is a package deal. you got to keep them together. Um, they'll figure it out. It's my all-star. I don't know. Like, the William blending stuff, it's interesting. I don't mind double-shifting bars all like we did say. I think that was very good from Lane. We'll see what happens. I don't want it to be a constant, oh, we had one bad period, panic, line blend. I don't think he's panicking with the line blending. It looks like it. I don't think he is. I think Lane has a better control and grasp of what's going on than any of us could imagine, obviously. So I think that should tone down a little bit from the Islanders' faithful six games in the year. I'm not going to freak out yet. I want to see what he wants to see. I want to see him do it. Yankee time? Uh, yep. But, Let's start seeing but, the news. Yeah, well, before that, um, what am I trying to say? Um, AJ, are you satisfied after the Steelers game? 
this fucking week weekend sucked in sports. Boston fantasy football. Yeah, yeah let's, let's talk about let's talk about your weekend. All right, <laughs> let's talk about my weekend. Good. So the Yankees lost game three. Twice. Not that I care yep. that much. Like I'm a Yankee fan, but coming to this playoff series, I knew we were gonna lose, and I didn't expect yeah, anything good out we'll of it. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, so they lost game three and four. Liverpool lost to fucking Nottingham Forest, who's one of the worst teams in the Premier League. The the worst team in the Premier League. The worst team in the Premier League. I don't care about the Knicks, really. If they're good, I'll they're, watch them. They are. They did win, though. I don't they care. Are. I don't consider myself a fan. I probably couldn't. I probably could name their entire team if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. Uh, the Islanders lost both <laughs> their games, and they're my favorite sports team. Though That hurt. And then probably my second favorite sports team in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Heartbreaking loss to the Miami Dolphins, but I wasn't expecting to win this game at all. Kenny Pickett did look really good. KP hates him. He did have a few bad mistakes. He's a rookie. I know he's an older rookie, so it's kind of uh, he's like 24, 25, I believe. He looked good though. He is the future still, and Kenny Pickett season. But sucks to lose. We still have a lot of injuries. This season was never going to be good. The second TJ Watt was out for multiple weeks and still is out. My column. Um. Yeah, um, I'll speak for the head of the pack. Uh, I was very impressed by Kenny Pickett today. Um, yes, he is an older rookie, but like he's 24 years old. He's going to be 24 until June. Very young. Um, I like that. I didn't think they were going to – I thought they were going to give Mitch like a, a real long time. I like that they're just letting Kenny realize his own mistakes and just develop. That throw to um, Muth in the fourth quarter, that was awesome. He's mobile. Um, so I, I'm a, I'm a big Steelers guy and I'm really glad we have this pack because I, I think I, I'm a part of the family now. Yeah, um, but, <laughs> here we go. Um, yeah, Ryan, Ryan didn't like that I'm a, that I like the Steelers, but yeah, it's his problem. No, um, I, don't, I don't care about you supporting the Steelers. You were just very excited for the game more than AJ, I thought. So I was, I was no, confused. I'm always excited for Steelers game. You're excited, but you're not like Jake was like on Twitter being like, yeah, at AJ. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Yeah, Jake was waving a terrible towel and smiling. I love the Steelers. I just want Kenny Pickett to win a game so I could buy a jersey. That's my thing. I I said once he wins a game, I'll buy a jersey. He's looked really good, though. No, I get it. Um, My other team, my my real favorite team, is 6-1. It's... I don't want to talk too much about it because I do want to have a little rant about the Yankees. Even though I don't, I said I don't care about them. Deep down, I do, and I'm frustrated. But the Giants are six and one. It was never a doubt. We weren't losing to Trevor fucking Lawrence, man. I mean, I'm having a lot of fun right now. Um, and then the Patriots play tomorrow. I know Ryan is excited. I'm excited. But, it should be. It should be a pretty easy game. But Alex, so, the Bears aren't really good. We'll help your draft pick. There we go. We don't have the draft pick anymore. Oh, was it only last year? Or was it, it was I last was year. So like a year. No, 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 it was last year. The year well, we have like we have like their. I think we have like their. Th- no, wait. The, I think we might have their third. Or I think it's the Dolphins though. Oh, I knew you had one of their picks, don't? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, we got the we got the second from them, and that's how we got Aziz, and then we got the first, which was the fifth overall pick. That's how we got mm-hmm. Tibbs, who I love with all my heart. Yeah, um, fuck the Bears. I mean, people think Justin Fields is good, and I think he's terrible. He's pretty feeble. Yankees. Yankees. The New York uh, baseball Yankees have been swept by the Houston Astros in four games as of uh, Sunday night. 
around 1230. Um, it seems to be over. Aaron Boone is doing his post-game uh, press conference now. Oh, boy. And the Yankees are who we thought they are. They were the Aaron team. Aaron couldn't show up in the, like, the championship series, and then it's over. This team has serious, serious issues outside pitching. Um, this is going to be a really weird offseason. Um, a lot of money going to guys like DJ LeMahieu and guys who just really didn't put up this season. Uh, you know, I always followed the Yankees from uh, uh, the side, but just seeing Houston molly Wapi guys which, with a much less expensive roster and much better roster, I couldn't believe my eyes this series. Like, is do, do you guys blame the scheduling thing, like with the Cleveland no, no, series, no. or is this just the they this suck. was coming no matter what? This was they're coming a either bad, way. They're, they're fundamentally a bad baseball team. They they barely scraped the Guardians. They bat one seventy and won the series because of their pitching. They they they're a bad baseball team. They just are. And the fact that Aaron Boone blamed the game two loss on the roof being open. Just shows you everything you need to know about that fucking loser that we have running our franchise. And like you said, it should be very, in, on paper, should be very interesting all season. They just got swept by the Astros. They, they they lost a fifth straight ALCS. Or there was a stat where they've lost five straight ALCSs they've been in. So, in hindsight, it should be an interesting all season because they need to change. What'll happen? Okay. IKF will be the shortstop opening day. Josh Donaldson will be the... Opening, uh, opening day third base room. Nothing is going to change. And if Aaron Judge leaves, I don't blame him. If Judge leaves, yeah. I'm it's... out, basically. How like in the it? NL, it, there was so much randomness to these playoffs and just the American League. Like, this was the destined result, it feels like. It was never just a doubt. Destroyed. It was never a doubt. The Yankees they... are inept from top to bottom. I'm not going to blame yep. the players. The players, they are what they are. Besides IKF, who fucking sucks. Sure, him and Donaldson, terrible. But I'm not going to blame Aaron Judge, who got us this far. Because without him, if Judge wasn't on the team this year, we wouldn't make the playoffs. They would have been worse than Boston. They would have fucking sucked. Judge is the easy MVP, not even a debate. He deserves anything he wants. He's very good at baseball. Now, the last few off-seasons, we haven't spent money. Yes, we got Garrett Cole, but we're the New York Yankees. How do you go from being the mega spending evil villain franchise of sports? The Death Star. The Death Star. Oh, I don't want to spend money. I want to be under the luxury tax. Why? They they overpaid DJ LeMahieu. That. That's not. Ryan, 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 that's that's not why they're not spending money. This is greedy. I get that. But this is the New York Yankees we're talking about. We're not talking about the penny pinching. You know, Liverpool, Liverpool organization. New York fucking Yankees. Their whole thing is spending money, and they're not spending money anymore. They're not producing young talent either, so what the fuck do you expect? You trade Gary Sanchez, who did suck, I 100% agree, for Josh Johnson and IKF, who Josh Johnson's making 40 fucking million a year. So that's where your money's going rather than getting a real free agent like fucking Carlos Correa? Really? It's not like it's not, it's not like expiring. they got to pay him 40 million next year as well. It's just sad. Um, the only thing they can really do besides firing Boone, selling the team, or selling the team and firing Boone, bring back Judge first off, and then fucking go out and literally give fuck you money to Jacob DeGrom. Yes, he's injury prone. Yes, he's yeah. definitely not coming. If you want to make a move, make a fucking big splash, get a superstar Jacob DeGrom, to shut everyone up and spend the fucking money. 
They also yeah, that, need... that worked out really well for the Mets. Uh, I, I don't think that would be the answer they're looking for. I think you have to just blow it up structurally, like everyone. That's what I'm saying, and it's not even just the players. The philosophy of the New York Yankees needs to change. This, this, oh, the, we got it. We're hitting for power. It doesn't work. I hate to throw the word small ball because I just I yelled <laughs> at the Guardians about small ball. The the, the power and the and the oh. Uh, they, so they, they lost to the Red Sox last year, and basically they thought they could bring Aaron Boone back and say, oh, well, if we prove our defense, well, we'll definitely we'll definitely win a World Series. Went out, got IKF, who, you know, was like, oh, he's won multiple gold gloves at this position. Turns out he never won a gold glove at short, never even played short. He got the gold glove at third base. Was there all year. Carlos Correa and Corey Seager was in their laps. They could have gotten Carlos Correa and Corey Seager, if they wanted to, let him go, uh, and because, because oh, oh, they have Anthony Volpe, they have Oswald Peraza. Anthony Volpe is not going to be with the Yankees till June next year because of service time. I can assure you that, and Oswald Peraza will probably be back in AAA. It's, it's a mess. It's a massive mess, and it's, it's, it's only going to get worse. And listen, if, 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 they, if they clean house, fine. Good. But if they don't, because I don't think they will, because I think they love Cashman. Cashman's been in that organization for twenty years. I don't think he gets fired. It's it's gonna be the same shit. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna go out and they're gonna get Michael Brantley. Oh, he's good against the short porch. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. And then he'll suck and he'll we'll be back here again. We'll, we'll beat the Rays or the Guardians. The, oh, oh, can we beat the Astros this time? No, they'll they'll lose again. They need to, they need to switch it up. And props to Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole got shit all year. Oh, he can't, can't show up in the postseason. He fucking shoved. Nestor shoved. Everyone shoved. Props to Harrison Bader. He was awesome. Everyone else fucking sucks. Uh, so they they got to blow it up. Judge. I still wouldn't hit on Judge. I know he had a bad playoffs, but still. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not talking about Judge. They're, they're, like, they're doing this thing where in their minds they're the Tampa Bay Rays, but they're still paying like Aaron Hicks $12 million. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, pay, they're, they're paying... They're paying the wrong guy. Like they, 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 they're paying Josh Donaldson forty million dollars so the Twins could take Gary Sanchez. The Hicks deal wasn't bad until two years ago. I like Hicks yeah, a lot. Was, he was fine. For yeah, last two years, that's fine. Stanton makes a boatload of money. Judge He's good is, though. Stanton, that, that's fine. Now. That's fine. Stanton and Judge. No, it's fine. They should have got Harper, but they should have got Harper. And I will never live that time because Bryce Harper is my favorite baseball player of all time. That one will always hurt. I I hated Stanton for the longest time because of that, but I like Stanton now. Over the last few years, he's grown on me, and I stopped being a little bitch about it. Yeah, like, there was a great comparison you said with the Rays. They're, they act like the Rays are spending money, and they don't have the talent. They don't have the philosophy to create the pitchers that they do. Yes, we got lucky with guys like Luke Voigt, Clay Holmes, Harrison Bader now, but Bader was a pretty proven player, I'd say. The other guys, not as much. I don't know. Right now, there's really... Not many holes I see open for opening day offensively. I think the outfield, if Judge stays, is going to be Cabrera in left, Bader center, Judge in right. First base, you're going to have Rizzo back more than likely. Second base, yeah. Mayhew or Glaber. I don't think Glaber, Glaber might be traded, though. No, I, I can guarantee you Glaber will not be on the seat next year, though. They're going to call Kimming up. It's like, oh, Pablo Lopez, remember we talked about the deadline? Let's do this now. They'll get that done. I, th- I mean, I'm fine with they were that. smart. Really they put Peraza there, but, you know, they're not smart. You'll at least have probably Rizzo back at first. You'll have 
DJ at DJ third, Volpe at short. That's what they should do. They, they could do. Probably DJ at second. Probably IKF at short. Probably Donaldson at yep. third. And probably Trevino as a catcher again. Yeah, he fell off. He did fall off, but it was a fun Philly. But, like, I don't know. Get, I don't see him really making that move to drive offensively. I do like Bader. Yeah. I do, like, I, the outfield is awesome. I love the outfield if we keep Judge, obviously. But the infield could be better. I don't mind. Everyone's Rizzo. talking about. Everyone's talking about Brandon Nimmo right now. I don't know why. Just <laughs> there's no point. We don't need Brandon the Yankees outfielder. getting Nimmo. Yes, and was like, let's sign Nemo. Like, what is Nemo gonna sign? Like, I want, and I love Brandon Nemo. Nemo's a great man, but like, Nemo's not coming here. He's and a good player. We don't need him. We don't, we don't need, need Bader. Like, ba- Bader's the only awesome. reason we traded for Bader. The only reason we trade for Bader is because he's in control for next year. Yeah, Bader's gonna be a Yankee for the next few years. I'm very excited about that. They need a new shortstop. They could also get Carlos Correa again. So he's gonna be a free agent. He's gonna opt out more likely than not. If you want to get Correa, you can get Correa. Yeah, he's he's not going back. You could get Correa. That's a very big possibility. He's not, yeah. I don't if see he wants, if you guys want to throw money at him, that's fine. But then all this Volpe saga, which trade is the reason why you guys haven't been able exactly. to trade That's my point. Three years. That's my point, Brian. <laughs> you wouldn't whole trade this point, kid. <laughs> the whole point of getting IKF was so, okay, IKF can play out the year and Volpe will be ready next year. And if that's their plan still, fine. I love Anthony. I think Volpe's a great player. So and and I could whatever. I like Volpe. But if they, but if they hold him out for service time, which is the biggest bullshit in baseball, it's it it, it just sucks all around. I like Volpe, yeah, but that... I also don't care about prospects. You could with the New York Yankees, you're always going to sign a top Dominican prospect. What's the point? Yeah. If you could trade him for good MLB talent, and you could bring in good MLB talent. Why would you want the unproven prospect over the superstar MLB player? That's just my take on it. Because you're hoping he comes up Chris Bryant level ready. You're hoping you can get a guy, you can get Carlos Correa, who's Carlos fucking Correa, or you get Anthony Volpe. I mean, I know I would much rather have the guaranteed superstar over the prospect that could be very good and be very a lot more fun to root for. You can just get the fucking guy, and then you can trade Volpe. Then you have that big trade piece in Volpe to get another pitcher, like. I don't know. That's always how I looked at it. You could just fucking sign the guy you want, have that guy locked in, and then trade your your prospects for good pitchers at the deadline, which we tried to do, and we couldn't. We got Frankie Montas. Yay! He sucks. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Carlos Correa in New York's a good fit. Um, I, also, I think Montas will be back next year too. Don't remind He'll me. And and Matt Blake will fix him. Hopefully. Yeah, give Matt Blake a summary. He's smart. I, I mean, I, again, they've... I think JMO's gone. They got the pitching under lock, like, but the difference between Aaron Boone and, like, a Kevin Cash is so fucking wide right now. Like, this guy is an absolute idiot managing this what, lineup. What they did today was pathetic. The, the fucking... The mental coach, whatever it was, showing them the video from 2004 in the series they lost? That's pathetic! And they're also so annoyed with all this Jack Curry shit and leaking stuff to the media. Like, don't say that out loud. That's embarrassing. Don't tell them you watched the 2004 thing. Because that's... Or 2003 thing. Because that's embarrassing. Or 2004. And Boone showed his home run, I know, over the past week. So, it's embarrassing. Don't don't let that leak. That's really embarrassing. That home run sent the Yankees back so much further than anyone could have imagined. 
He doesn't yeah, have a job. He doesn't hit that home run. I very want. I wanted Carlos Beltran. I. <laughs> That's what I wanted. I mean, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. And also, the Astros lost Correa and got Pena, who's who's even better. Exactly. So. That's that. What the Astros and Braves do is what the Yankees should be doing. Michael, like Michael Harris, walked right into the Braves lineup. Was rough for a month, then contributed. Rookie of the Year finals. The, the Astros lost a top five shortstop in baseball. Just gave a kid the year. He had a great season. Like it's shit like that, man. One Just let the kids play. I yes, I agree. Either I agree. Either do that or do my theory. When was the last time we developed a player that was from the minors that was in our farm system though to be very good? Yankees uh, like Judge. Glaber. He wasn't really in and our farm had... system though. We traded. We got him. Yeah, yeah. Trade. We traded for him. Yeah, you're right. You're right, right. Deal. Well, they had a whole crop. Seppi, I guess. Sevy. That was it. Was a Seppi Judge Sanchez Bird era. Bird. Failed. That still makes me very sad to this day. I love Greg Bird. Uh, Gary. Well, they just brought in placeholders. What? What do you mean? Greg Bird was supposed to be him. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, I know, but they kept bringing in guys to compete for those positions, and then you get like, they just never fully developed them. They brought in what's his name, Mike Ford or whatever, to no, come up, and no, they, they he competed. So competed Bird and. They gave him so many chances, yeah. and you have to you have to win the spot at some point with the injuries. He always was injured. Then he would struggle. He had to win the spot, and he never could win the spot. He had his moments. He was very good at times, but he was never consistent enough. And I love Greg Bird. He was, I thought he was going to be the next big thing in New York. But, yeah, they really haven't got a guy since Judge that came from the minors through and through. So it would be cool if Volpe started. I do like Volpe a lot, but also if you get Carlos Correa, you will not see me complaining. Yeah, I just think they have to blow it sky high. I mean, I like Bader, but just create a hole for third base and bring up one of the kids and make the other one play third. Like, it, it seems pretty simple and just start the or next Or just have will make you play third. I mean, but also get rid of the him and get rid of Donaldson. Like, what what are we doing here? You're, you're just buying time on guys who are on the wrong side of their aging curves. That's enough baseball that's talk for me. I'm go. I think we should wrap it up here. Yep, that's fine. Episode fifty eight in the books. We'll see you guys after either the Carolina or the Colorado game. Or the Colorado game. Yep. Peace Hopefully, out, we everybody. have a happier podcast. Yes, very happier podcast. Hopefully, goodbye.